Hey, everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. My name is Craig Henson, and I am your host, and I'm happy to be joined today by Executive Pastor Brian Cox. What's up, Craig? Worship Pastor Spencer Zook. What's up, everybody? Happy to be here today. And Production Director Jacob hey, Hammond. Jacob. So good go. to be here. So good to be here. Almost called you your nickname. Nobody needs to know that. Never Hammy. Mind. Never mind. He has many. He has <laughs> yeah. several nicknames, I think. I do? Yeah. I have one for you we can't talk about. Seiki? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the little ones call him Seiki. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I do have a lot of nicknames. You do? Yeah, you're you're a cool guy. I know sure. you by a thousand. No. <laughs> <laughs> lovable, lovable people have nicknames, I think. Oh. I think a lot of lovable people have nicknames. I, I hope I'm lovable. You, you are, are, man. You are. Speaking of lovable, <laughs> lovable people, yes. Brian, you yes. and your clan, you mm-hmm. are fresh off a Taylor Swift concert. Yes, Ooh. I was a Swifty for brief moment i didn't know th- what that was yeah until i went and uh yeah we um enjoyed it it was awesome with seventy thousand people and mercedes-benz stadium atlanta yeah. georgia yeah it was crazy i yeah. mean i wore my shirt i can't remember what it said now which you you wore it on Taylor's, sunday yeah i did wear it on sunday and um which was funny because uh, nobody could tell what it was uh, but I had a few people were wondering because it sparkled. Everybody was wondering, yeah. yeah it it was, had a little, it was sparkle a little to it. gold glittery. Yeah, it was a shirt my, <laughs> that Cassidy, my daughter, made. Um, it was our way of, of trying to pray our way into the concert because <laughs> Cassidy had tickets and me and Lily did not. And I said, basically, if you get some, we'll go. But um, So I said, I'll just wear my shirt and... You know, and pray that God would allow us. I know that's very uh, selfish prayer, and um, that's kind of what I was talking about in the sermon. I had a couple people in in my life group Uh say that they were wondering the whole message, what your shirt was, because you could only see a little part in the middle (laughs) because you had a jacket on, and they were like, "What is he wearing?" It was bedazzled, (laughs) and it had little sparkles. That's what they said. It's like. And, uh, I think and you it, you waited a pretty good amount of time I to did. reveal it too. I did. It wasn't like yeah. an imme- it wasn't like an icebreaker. It was like in the middle of yeah. the message. Yeah, I they, wondered. They were engaged though. People yeah. were engaged. What does the shirt say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think when I opened it, I don't know what they thought. You know, it, it didn't. <laughs> they didn't it say was a, funny. They, it didn't <laughs> say a whole lot. But it said. I think it said. What did it say? I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, t- Taylor, Taylor Swift dad. Taylor Swifty dad. I don't or something. remember what the subtitle was. Coolest dad ever. Something like yeah, that. Some, yeah. I'm sorry, Cassidy. I can't remember. But she made the shirt for me. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I thought you bought that off the rack or something. No, she just she bought a shirt and then bedazzled it. That's amazing. <laughs> bedazzled. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I guess it was it was fun. It was kind of great the way that worked out and and Yes, we did pray for tickets, mainly for Lily, you know, not for me, right? But I would go, okay? You, you wanted to go. I did want to go. <laughs> but, it's quite I'm a spectacle. A, I'm a music guy, so I love the whole idea of like a huge concert. I hadn't been to yeah. one. I don't even know if I ought to tell you the last concert I went to that mm. wasn't Christian. Do it. Gosh, it's a long time ago. Really? Yeah. This was before you were born. 
Dang, it's been Should that I say long that on since you've been. Wow. That wasn't Christian? It wasn't Christian. Wow, that's been a It's been, been a that while. long since you've been to a concert. To a rock concert. Well, wow. actually, no, actually I did. Okay, the first one I went to was Heart. Mm. The mm. second one I went to was Journey. Nice. So actually, it's been sooner than I think. For my late night social friends. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> one oh of here the, we go. One of the best vocal. one of my top five vocalists. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for you sure. saw you saw Taylor Swift, right? I did. Amy and I saw ago? him a couple of years ago. I think three years ago, maybe or maybe four this summer. Yeah, it was amazing. And the, one of the cool things is, like you said, seventy thousand people there. Mm-hmm. That's probably at least twice the size of the biggest concert I had ever been to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's an amazing stadium. Very cool oh, stadium. And what an atmosphere! I've I've never been in a stadium like that. It, I mean, for first of all, I've been to like great Christian concerts. I've been to Hillsong. I've seen some, seen some really big crowds. But the experience I was telling you guys earlier, it was like a worship experience because all seventy thousand, except for me, knew the words. <laughs> yeah, I mean, knew every word. Right. And I mean, it was an amazing experience just to see the that connection of people. Mm. come together it, it reminded me a little of heaven you know what it could be like yeah not with taylor swift songs probably but yeah but it was that it was that emotional connection they had with something that brought people together it was powerful mm. i'm like and i did think this i did why is the church not like that and i get yeah. why I, yeah. yeah the church isn't that i know don't send me an email it's not entertainment but that community, that emotional, that that gathering, mm-hmm. it really made me want that for the church. You know? Yeah, I think this generation has a lot more uh, buy-in with Taylor Swift than the church. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. That's part of why part of why gathering is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, it brings us together, unites us, yeah. and that corporate setting is is powerful. I mean, we've all experienced a large, you know, pretty, not that large probably, but a larger church yeah. gathering where everybody is united on just worshiping Jesus and lifting up His praise. And that's some of the most powerful moments it is. that I've it's had good. in worship. Yeah. I mean, For me, that's some of the most memorable things that's changed my life is moments of worship like that. Mm-hmm. And I just long for it. When I saw that, I'm like, man, I really wish we could see that again. Yeah. You know, not that we don't have great experiences, don't get yeah, me sure. wrong. But on that level, was it I mean it changed that town. I mean you had that I mean Oh yeah. It's the Swifty the town. town. Over. Even a over. big city like Atlanta. Yeah. 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 You know what's crazy is that I think unfortunately in the church, whether that be small church or big C church, we we don't have something to unite us. It seems mm-hmm. like everything divides us. Because I do remember and only Brian will remember this, 1996, I remember worshiping, not with just 85,000, but 85,000 men oh, yes. I'm at Promise that. Keepers in the Los Angeles Coliseum. Mm. You talk about an experience. It was incredible. Yeah. Wow. But we came to, there was a common cause there that brought us together, you know, and I just, I feel like, you know, and this isn't our purpose today, but the church is so fractured. Um, yeah. And, it, and it, so. It did make me. Pray for that. And we talked about prayer this week, but, and you know, I wonder, you know, we could learn some things 
from Taylor Swift, I guess. Yeah. You know, how how connection and community matter more than we think. Mm-hmm. Like I told you guys that the sound was incredible, but I don't know if it mattered. Yeah. As much as we may think. I know it matters. Okay. I know I'm a sound yes. guy. Don't get me wrong. But just her being there for them was the that was the powerful thing. I mean, that was the connection. And I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. No, other, other than I, I'd love to see the church mm-hmm. experience that. I mean, it's not it's not unlike you know whatever it is, seventy or eighty thousand in Clemson or Columbia. Yeah. You know, in that football stadium, it's similar. They're all there for that one reason, mm-hmm. for that one cause, and. You know, you we experience on different levels, and yeah, it would it would be great if if we could if we could generate some of that same inertia for the church. You know, yeah, and I'm not saying that that's what we should do. I mean, I think it'd be awesome, but I think God is the intimate, though. I think it's something mm-hmm. we we can enjoy God one on one. That's the yeah. beauty of God that we can pray with Him, and like I said, it's a privilege. That God has made available for us to have that one-on-one experience with Him in the car, listening to worship, whatever you need to do. I'm not. I don't want to be misunderstood, right? You know, because your relationship with God is really what matters more than anything. And I do think He allows blessings like gatherings to happen in our lives. I think He blessed us with going to that concert to be with my girls and just you know have a great time. You know, I don't, they'll never forget that. Yeah. Our, our listeners may not be making all the connections yeah. here, but we're in a series right now called Grown Up Prayers. Mm-hmm. And in our second message, Brian, you talked about this idea of why doesn't God answer my prayer? Mm-hmm. And uh, you wore this T-shirt kind of joking, not joking. Hey, we're praying for Taylor Swift tickets, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but this idea of, of why God doesn't answer our prayers, I think, is something that a lot of Jesus followers deal with and, and struggle with sometimes. Yeah, it's a very difficult question. I think non-Jesus um, followers too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the people that don't follow Jesus, they're you know they just they're kind of desperate for something to happen, and they'll they'll be like, God, if you'll just do this, I believe yeah. in you. And then it doesn't happen. Then they stay mad at him forever. You know. No, I think that's a great point for sure. Well, I'll say why. This is something I learned, been learning, and I don't like the answer. Necessarily, we talked about um, in my message. We talked about that the nature of God and the purpose of prayer. That we believe. Well, let me say it this way: that we exist for God. God doesn't exist for That's us. That's right. He created us and loves us and made a way for us to be with Him, but we exist for Him. Yeah. And I think we get mixed up and think the purpose of prayer is, here's my wish list. Here, God, take care of that. Yeah. But God's like, well, hold on a minute. You don't know what's best for you. I know what's best for you. So the purpose of prayer is what we're learning is to build a relationship with God. So when you do that, you know what God's will is. Yeah. Okay. When it comes to Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I prayed for that. I'm not saying necessarily it was very spiritual. Yeah. But, you know, God answered that prayer. I don't I don't know how to 
yeah. say it other than maybe that was what God's will was. You know, but if it wasn't, I'm okay with that because God knows what's best for me. I'm praying. I think Jesus was telling us, "Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." It's God's will, God's way. Yeah. And we, when we pray, we need to understand that the prayer, the purpose of prayer, is to build a relationship, not to get what you want. That make any sense? Isn't it just like our society and our culture to make it about us, though? Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. What Mark Clark said. Uh, Individual freedom and happiness is, you know, the the most, I guess, like the the most important thing to us. It kind of is our God now. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that's where we end up. It's like, and Eddie says it a lot, um, like people just run to Jesus in a crisis. And I I think that's a lot of our society and our culture. It's like they don't want anything to do with, uh, I think in Mark Clark's book, The Problem with Jesus, he he quoted somebody and said it's vampire faith. Like they want a drop of their blood of Jesus' blood for forgiveness, but they don't want anything else. Um, And so I think that that's some of our, our culture is that, you know, they, they just want what they can get from Jesus, but they don't want to live a life of a Jesus follower. Haven't we lived most of our lives that way though? Yeah. I mean, I look back on my life and that's the way I, I learned it though. Yeah, that's true. God is there for me, and He is. Yeah, there for me. But you know, His will is what's best for me. But for me to know that, I have to have a relationship with Him. To know, like Jesus did it. One thing we talked about it. Jesus, every moment of every day, He was walking with the Father. He was always about the Father's work because He needed to know what that was. Yeah. You know, I think that's why this passage in John 14 is so misunderstood and misused. Everybody wants to focus on Jesus saying, I'll do whatever you ask in my name. But then he talks about the relationship. So the father will be glorified. Um, You know, so if you ask in my name and it'll bring the father glory, I'll do it. And and we leave out that relationship with the father part there, I think. Yeah, I think we we skip right over that. We go. What? What? What can you do for me, God? You know. And I think I'm learn. I'm really learning that. And I'm try to. I try to apply things when I teach them. Okay. Yeah. I try to practice what I preach. And you learn so much when you do that. That you know. This morning, I'm like God. What do you want for today? What is What is it you're doing today? Show me what you're you are doing today. I'll tell you a great example that happened to me. Saturday night last week before I preached, I won't say names, but we went out to eat. And I had said that prayer to God, tell me what you're doing. And it's like that whisper we talked about. Yeah. We're eating, and this awesome girl I know that has attended hasn't been in a long time. And I just looked at her and I said, I miss seeing you. Love to have you back. She said, I'll be there. That's awesome. And she came Sunday morning with her friend Yeah, and sat on the third row. Wow. Nice. And it was like God said, see, if you'll listen to me, if you'll pay attention, I will show you where I'm working. And it's not about me. Yeah, it's not about her being in the chair in our church. It's about her, you know, hearing about Jesus. And Well, Eddie said, if if any good's going to be done, God's going to use us to do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm like, oh, gosh, it's not about eating out. That's good. Yeah. But it's always about looking around the corner. What is God doing right here? Yeah. And and that's something you got to be self-aware. you got to be consciously aware of that situation, you know, what's happening. Yeah, and it's it's a constant awareness of just his presence all around you. You know, yes. I think you talked about it the first week, the kind of the idea of praying without ceasing. That that constant conversation that keeps going. And for me it just brings so much awareness and I think that I find myself getting in a habit and I think other Christians do when we pray sometimes we're always praying for things that are ahead of us, you know, like make this happen mm-hmm. rather than like help me be in this moment now and see what you're doing right now as I'm wherever you are, whether you're at work, yeah. going into a meeting or, you know, driving down the road and you get mad at somebody, whatever yeah. it is, like be trying to be in that moment now, it helps me to just think of it as a constant awareness that his presence is there yeah. and, and keeping that conversation going. And um, you know, you that's know, how I've always thought of it. The insight you gain, if you can make yourself remember to put God in front, at every moment you're like the inside yeah. like at the concert mm-hmm. the taylor swift thing just thinking about god in that moment god what are you doing with these people mm. how many people need you that are in this room right now yeah what yeah. are we doing yeah it, it, i mean not i wouldn't i'm not saying anything bad about what happened i'm just saying the the need that people have for jesus is so great they're looking for something or what are we doing yeah they're looking you know? for hope anywhere so I think for me, that's where the Christian, the follower, has to make it an every moment, every minute, every second way of life. Yeah. You know. I think some of the most pivotal moments in my life have come from places of um, like spending time with God and, and not in a sense of, Lord, will you do this for me? Will you, you know, uh, I, I feel like oftentimes, you know, we're praying like, Lord, move in our services. Lord, do this. Mm-hmm. Um, God, do that. But rarely do we just like sit and say, like, God, what do you what do you want? Yeah. What do you want in my life? What do you want for our church? What do you want for my family? Yeah. You know? You I, know think, I, th- I think there's a parallel too to worship, Spence, that mm-hmm. even even in a service, I feel like people are standing there singing a song or maybe watching us mm-hmm. sing a song, but there are there they've already moved on to the message or they moved yeah. on to lunch or and yeah. and to be in that moment, I think it, yeah. It's tough for us in 21st century America. Yeah. It's, it's tough to make happen in 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think that's the that's the fight you have now. That I think 20 years ago was a little easier. Taylor Swift can have a three hour concert, but yes, if church is over 50 minutes. Think about yeah, that. Forty songs. <laughs> Forty songs. I mean, and that's crazy, right? We got 15 minutes, maybe 20. Yeah, but. You know, finding that space, you know, and people to find that space in their heart to let God speak to them, it's it's a lot. Of, it's hard to do. Yeah. Brian, you talked about um, some obstacles. You said if our prayers are not being heard, maybe we have a broken relationship. Uh, maybe we're praying with the wrong motive, or maybe God just has something different. Um, I think I think those three things really hit home with everybody here that Sunday. Yeah, it did me. I think I told my somewhat of my story of having bitterness and anger and, you know, 
doing what we do or any anybody in life, you're going to have somebody that's not going to like you or 10% of the people that meet you, I heard, don't like you. That's what somebody told me one time. I'm like, <laughs> I, I think mine's a little higher than yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it may be a little. And I'm like, well, okay, at least 90% may like me. I don't know. But, you know, try not to live an offended life. And, and what I've learned, mm. I thought I had the right to be that way if somebody treated me bad. Mm. But then you look at what Jesus said, and I've learned this the hard way, and I'm still learning it, is that if I have that in my heart, it's a barrier to God. It's it's a wall that keeps me from the relationship I have with God. It, it keeps me from knowing God in the way that helps my prayers move. It, it, it hinders me from knowing the will of God, I'll say that. And you all know this. We've all had that in our lives where we have bitterness. We have – we just – and it just builds up, and you just get you just mad all the time, and you just you just want to smack somebody. I think I say that too much. What Brandon, Brandon tell? I say smack too much in my messages because I get angry, and I always want I do want to do that sometimes. But <laughs> but I think for me, I've had to learn to forgive hmm. to the point that God can use me. Yeah, because God, I don't believe you can be useful. Mm-hmm. In any ministry, with that in your heart, yeah, you can't. You you cannot. The, the strife and the pain or whatever it is you're dealing with will hinder. I believe. So that's that's why that was a big one for me. The broken relationship. Yeah. Not that I'm I'm. Well, got, not all the people that don't like me are my friends. We're not like right. best friends, but yeah. at least we forgiven and we've moved on. I think another you know. important thing is like we're bad about having a broken relationship that was our responsibility to steward and and take care of and we messed it up, we screwed it up and we're like God fix this. And whenever mm-hmm. he doesn't fix it you're like God why are you not fixing it? And he's like no, this was I gave this relationship to you. This is yeah. your responsibility to steward. I yeah. I loved it that you went to Jesus teaching where Jesus says, "Look, if I'll use our terms. If you if you show up at church, oh yeah, and you realize you have a problem with another person, you just leave your gift there and go take care of your business. Go fix mm-hmm. that relationship, and then come back. And uh, as a preacher, it takes courage to preach that because you know if you if you started, you know, a service that way, a gathering yeah. that way, like half of the them whole, might leave. Like we're, the whole room would clear. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think it's important yeah. too. I think we know at this table what what it means that like if your prayers are not being heard but i think i mean god always hears them right yeah. but i yeah. think again to turn it back on us like we're not the we're the ones that can't hear mm-hmm. god the forgiveness and and all of those things the broken relationships the wrong motives god has something different those are all things that get in the way of you hearing god's voice mm-hmm. yeah, not him from hearing your voice yeah you know? it's, it's he says it, it you, it's hindering your prayers yeah and he goes on to say that that it's going to get in the way of you mm-hmm. knowing the purpose. Yeah. What's the purpose of prayer? To know God and His yeah. will, and to do His will. With with that in your heart, you're not going to hear the will and purpose of God. Yeah, yeah. you've got this presupposition mm-hmm. that you're coming to God with, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Hey, you know, if you don't do this, and then that's just like you you don't even hear what God's will is." And because you've got one motive, and you've got one way that you see it. I want to throw this in there. 
this is how serious Jesus was. If you look at the context, when he said, go back, I, I love this. In those days, first, whenever that was. First that? century. First yeah. century. Yeah. They went three or four days, walked three or four days to offer their sacrifice. So what Jesus is saying, I want you to walk back home three or four more days, settle it, then come back. That's how big a deal it is. Wow. You know, all we have to do is text or have a phone call, probably not text, but, (laughs) you know, but that's that's how big a deal it was for him to let you know that this is going to hinder your life. And you think about the we wander through life and we we get it's like we get to God's purpose but we got to go this way to get there. It's like a we take longer to get to where he wants <laughs> us to go because we don't listen. And it's we don't like forget. the Israelites in the desert. Yeah, it is. It's like 40, 40 years of wilderness and some of us may never get it. Yeah. If we don't let forgiveness go, if we don't we'll miss it. Yeah, we may have to yeah. die. To, in yes. order to see the promised land. <laughs> yeah, when you get to heaven, you'll realize what you needed to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. No, you're good. Before we hit record, we talked about this next component a, a little okay. bit, and we talked about the faith component. Um, mm. Because mm. Jesus says, said, you know, that your faith has healed you, your faith has saved you. According to your faith, it will be done to you. Um, that, I think, again, in our Christian culture in the 21st century, these are some some verses I think that get misconstrued, mm-hmm. and y'all want me to answer sure. this? Don't no, <laughs> no. Actually, uh, are y'all cool if I read this passage from sure. Luke seven? Because um, I I think it's great, so I'm just going to read it. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him, so Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman came from that city, heard he was eating there, and she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, This man were a prophet. He would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him a story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one, 50 pieces to another. But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one... From for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said, Simon, said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven shows only a little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table among themselves, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I I was reading that before we got started, and... um. I think what 
what's important is a lot of times we put faith in like, oh, I have faith that God is going to heal this person. Her faith wasn't in anything but Jesus, right? that he was Lord, and she came to worship him. It wasn't a like my faith is in that God is going to do this. Her faith was in Jesus, and that's what saved her. Like, it's not about your faith being in God doing this or God doing that for you. It's about just having faith that God is who he said he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think what happens is that our faith crosses or intersects intersects with our, our motive, with that wrong mm-hmm. motive. When the mo- the motive for her was to declare, you know, that Jesus was her Lord, yeah. and that's completely in line with the Father's will, yeah, which is mm-hmm. what prayer is all about. And but our our motive gets in the way of our faith. Yeah, I don't think whenever, and I, I could be wrong. I need to read that Mark nine twenty two, where it says your faith has healed you. But I don't think it's about someone having faith that God is going to, you know, do this or do that for them that he acts on. I think it's our faith in in Jesus that he is Lord, which then in turn creates relationship with the Father. And then he blesses that. Yeah, that you know, in and when we wrap up the series here in a little bit, um we're going to Reggie and I are going to get to talk a little bit about this blind man uh, that we call blind Bartimaeus and he, Jesus is coming down the road and he just starts mm-hmm. screaming, you know, Hey, <laughs> Jesus, I'm over here, you know, and, yeah. and people are trying to shout him down and everything, but he's demonstrating his faith. Yeah. Like he, he's yelling for Jesus because he knows that Jesus is the answer to his problem. And Jesus says, what do you want? He goes, I just want to see. And, mm-hmm. but he doesn't just want to see. he, he he's already believed. He's already demonstrated the faith by by calling out mm-hmm. to you know to the to the master. So that I think you make a great point, Jacob. That 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 faith component mm-hmm. always has to be out front. Yeah, yeah. I think it matters, you know. But I I think you do make a good point. It's faith in Jesus. Yeah. It's it's it can get it can get weird if you think well I have more faith than you. Well, that's not the point, to have more faith in you. My faith is in him and yeah. what he can do. Mm-hmm. I believe he can. I believe he can do anything. I do. Yeah. I believe he could have healed my mother Yeah. if that would have been his will. And we prayed, and we prayed, and we did everything that he asked us to do. But I know his will now, Yeah. 20-something years later. His will was for his... For her sons to lead people to Jesus, yeah, that was the will yeah. of the Father. Yeah, that's why it could have happened with her here. I'm not saying, yeah. but it sure was a whole lot more motivating for us. The purpose of God, and I think our motive was to have our mother around. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we want to have. We don't ever want to see. Someone gone. We, you know, it's, it yeah. was, but it was about us. It was not about. Well, for mom, it was. She was like, "Well, God, like Eddie said Sunday, I think, whatever you need to do, God, if that means taking me to reach more people, that's what you need to do." Hmm. You know, the purpose of God, and sometimes it takes a long time. It doesn't mean we had less faith, though. 
yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Doesn't mean my faith. If my faith had been greater, my mom would have been healed. No, it's no, not a formula. I, no, like it's Spencer not a formula. said earlier. My faith was told. God could have done it. He really could. He has done it. He's. I know people that have been healed, but that was not the purpose. And I, th- yeah. I think too, you know? like when we pray for people to be healed and things like that, it is it is very selfish because we're praying for mm-hmm. them to be healed so that they can stay here on earth and we can see them and we can hang out yeah. with them and all of that stuff. But I mean, your mom is healed, right? Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, she we forget is. that there's, there's healing in heaven mm-hmm. That's right. or there's healing in different ways than maybe physically, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, God may not heal a certain physical part of your body, but maybe he healed your heart. Maybe he healed a piece of your yeah. mind. Maybe he healed in other ways, you know, well, and that, I mean, we're what so one track minded on that stuff. Well, yeah. And we're limited to our human ability to understand things too so it's like you know they can't just maybe they can't just be healed here you yeah. know well you know i'm a better person if i'd say that sound arrogant <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm a stronger i have strong it's, it's crazy isn't it my faith is stronger because my mom's not here mm-hmm. yeah not because i didn't not because i got what i want or didn't get what I want. That doesn't mean I believe less. Actually, I'm actually stronger. Yeah. Would, would because you, that purpose would you, gave me strength. Yeah, would yeah. you say it helped you grow up? <laughs> Grown up prayers? <laughs> I'm a little bit more mature now yeah. in my yeah. praying. Yeah. yeah, I'm grown up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I kind of had a similar experience with my grandmother. Um, she, she was a pastor and... Um, you know, she went into the hospital and she told my entire family, like, y'all pray, I'm coming out of here kind of thing. And, and she passed away. And it's it's been one of those things that our entire family has wrestled with, very similar to your, your mom. And, man, I, I think a lot of our family's faith has grown from that because it's like we don't understand this. So we have to understand, you know, and I guess like grow a faith of our own. Um to try and, you know, understand God and, and talk with Him. And it's probably, I mean, if if nothing else, it growing our, our, I guess, our entire family's faith of knowing why we believe what we believe and that we can stand on it even whenever you do pray for your grandmother and she isn't healed. Um, you know, and I, I've seen your family, yours too, Brian, I've seen your families minister to people. Mm-hmm. who have suffered loss. It happened just yesterday. Uh, wow. A young lady in our church um, who recently lost her mom. And, um, you know, your sister, Sam, saw an opportunity to pray for her, to encourage her. And and she sees that opportunity in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so God, God is still using that and increasing and building pe- people's faith because of y'all's loss. Yeah, and I think it again, like it comes back to faith in Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. it's not about faith in your grandmother getting healed. It's about faith in God. You are Lord. You are our King. Yeah. You know, several years after the resurrection, the Apostle John wrote this. He said, "This is the confidence." That's another word for faith, right? This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, 
we know that we have what we've asked for. And again, you see those two components, the faith and, and the will of God. Man, can we just talk about what an honor it is to have the yeah. King of Kings hear us? Yeah. I think we brush over that sometimes. Yeah, it's quite amazing when you think about it, mm-hmm. that you, you have that privilege to speak to God right now, any moment. And we just and, take it for granted. You know, and Jesus says, um, when he told disciples how to pray, he said, go into a quiet place where you're not seen, and the God in heaven will see you. He And I think about that all the time. I was telling Lily about it the other day. I said, you know, when you... You just go in a quiet place and you just talk to God. You know, he sees you. She's like, really? I said, yeah, he sees you. The God of the universe is looking at you. And that just gave me chills thinking about it. Yeah. He sees me all the time. But, you know, that that one specific place Jesus talks about in quiet, if you make it intentional to have a relationship with God, he that reward is that he sees you. Yeah, you know, and I, and I love that. You know, and that, that's something that stuck with me through this. As as we wrap up, I would love for you guys to, uh, you know, speak to this. But it seems like so far in the series, what we've said is that that prayer works. That the mm-hmm. King of Kings, you know, yeah. the Creator of the universe wants to hear and answer our prayer. Um, but the problem is, is we don't want to align ourselves with His will. Yeah, mm-hmm. am, am I hearing that right? For sure. Yeah. I think that's part of being grown up, too. You know, like this year is called Grown mm-hmm. Up Prayers. I think that's a part of being mature. You know, like you're not going to always get it your way. This isn't BK. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think um, I said that one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's just a part of maturing is, is realizing, like, it's not about what I want. You know? Yeah, I want to add this. I don't think we said this statement. I can't remember. But prayer is not just something. It's just yeah. not an action that you do. Mm-hmm. Prayer is a way that you live. And, yeah. and that stuck with me, Yeah, that it's an every moment, every day thing. That's yeah. one thing I'm learning. Yeah. And I think, I mean, as we close, I just want to encourage you guys, if you're listening to this, like take time today to spend a moment with God. Maybe, I mean, I'm not telling you not to ask for something, but maybe just spend a moment with him and just say, God, like speak to me. Let me hear your voice, because then you'll get used to aligning your heart to his will, and you'll yeah. be able to, to see and to hear him. Yeah, yeah and I, I have to say this, because you, you reminded me of this. I don't think we said this either, but the one thing that I think spoke to me last week, I, I might have talked about this in the other podcast, was that the presence of God is not a place to bypass your emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a place to process them. Really so good. when you go to pray, when you go to take that moment, come as you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you don't have to be anything. Yep. Just just say, God, I'm here. Whatever way I am, this is me, and I, and I love that. That's something that stuck with me too. Yeah, that's so good. I think I we're all guilty of it, but I think we all have looked at prayer as just a box to check off. Yeah. You know, in our mornings or whenever you. You decide to pray if you've ever prayed before, but or Brian and, said um, it as a spiritual Santa. Yeah, yeah. spiritual Santa. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think that man, don't wait for something to happen yeah. to go to God in prayer. Like, 
like sharpen that relationship and and keep mm-hmm. keep the conversation going even if you think it's not something God wants to hear you know he just wants to hear you and um he he might want you to be quiet for a second so you can hear him too but yeah. um don't think of it as a box to check think of it it's something good, as something that yeah. is um just crucial to your everyday life to your yeah. to your spiritual well-being and yeah. I think it'd be good it's good Y'all, this has been a a great conversation today, and uh, this is a great series. If you haven't caught part one and two, uh, go to our YouTube channel. uh, Check it out. And uh, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Hit us up. Send us a question at info at marathonchurch.org. And follow us on social media, Marathon Church. Thanks again for joining us, and we will talk to you next time.